Hello and welcome to a podcast because they're quite rare. It's not like absolutely everyone's got one of these these days. So uh, thank you for downloading it off the internet and being ready to listen to it. Hopefully, in some way, these nuggets extracted from the radio broadcast we did will be worthy of your time and keep you entertained or not. I mean, I don't want to promise too much. So let's get stuck in and see what happens. Enjoy. We start off with a text that has arrived from Spencer in Rayleigh. He says, hi, Steve. Hope you're well. I'm doing all right. Most of the glue's come off my hand. If you've got no idea what that's about, get some podcasts of previous episodes. Had a run-in with some glue. Um, But Spencer says, I need to ask you something. I was driving home from work, coming off the A127 at Rayleigh. Oh, well, you are Spencer in Rayleigh. And he says, I saw a BMW with a number plate, something G-O-B with Steve Allen written underneath. Was that your lady driving, says Spencer? Well, firstly, no. I would not end up with a BMW driver. Come on, come on, come on. Who? How would you even go about trying to date a BMW driver? You have a couple of dates, you think, does she like me? Does she like me? I don't know, because she literally does not give any indication. But, no, I don't think it was my missus. Here's the problem, though. I I do tend to get mixed up for other Steve Allens, which is absolutely fine. I don't mind it if people confuse me with the American comedian who died in 1998, I think it was. We've all had rough gigs. But even worse is there is the LBC presenter of the name Steve Allen. Not his real name, but that's his stage name. And in general, it just means every so often I'll get a tweet telling me that I am rude. Which is fine. Sometimes what happens is I get a tweet that says, your opinions are disgraceful. How dare you say that? And I think, oh, which gig did they turn up to? And then they'll say what I heard you say on radio this morning. Well, ah, it's the other dude. It's the other dude. Well, he's upset Gordon Ramsay's daughter. And I've had a fun time on Twitter. Um, Put it that way. People just search for the name Steve Allen on Twitter. Find me and then tell me, how dare I pass those comments on Gordon Ramsay's daughter? I, I don't think I did. Did I? What? I didn't even know he's got that many daughters. I, thought I, I suppose it's understandable that he would have a large family because everyone likes dirty talk and the way he swears. But So yeah, apparently the other Steve Allen passed some comment about the uh, the body mass index of Gordon Ramsay's daughter. What, what a ridiculous thing to do. Because look, Again, not to just doing more body shaming, but he's no oil painting himself. But at least she's not crayon. You know what I mean? He's—I've never met a Steve Allen who doesn't have some tubbiness, me included. And how about we just don't pass comments on the way that other people look? Ever? That'll be all right, wouldn't it? We just crack on, especially if you're in the medium of radio. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, fine. How's your hangover? My hangover, actually, I didn't drink any alcohol at the rap party last night. Oh, right. You know that other Steve Allen? Yes. He slags everybody off. I mean, he does. He says mean things about people, and I just think I wouldn't, because as we learned on the show just last week, I bent my bike frame because I weigh that much. So, really, those of us in weighty houses shouldn't throw 15 and a half stone. Yeah, I don't be funny. They should play a record for him. The bitches back by Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, uh, you remember Dave Allen? I do. Yeah. In his name, you remember the one with the finger? He's a great comedian, wasn't he? Yes. No one ever confuses me with a great comedian, so I don't need to worry about that. Oh dear! Don't, don't put yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'd be people online doing it for me recently. Richard gets in touch and says, "Afternoon." 
On the premise that you are the only Alan on the planet, I would just like to say you was good in that Toy Story film. No, you, you think of Tim. He says, I like your song, Smile. No, you're confusing me with Lily. He said, you were good at Tottenham FC. It's a good job you included the name of that one in the email, Richard. I don't have a clue. Apparently, uh, Clive. He says, you were very good with Flanagan. Thank you. We work, we work well together. And he says, I like your timber. And then puts Woody Allen. I don't think that's what Woody Allen was famous for. Or he kind of was. but in it. And he says, uh, I also uh, put you in my tea. Alan Sugar. Oh, I see how it is confusing. I do apologise for making things all very tricky. I think my attitude towards buying cheap stuff is exactly right. Because, oh, I love a cheap. Anything that's cheap. This is why I get upset whenever you walk around and a pound shop's closed down. Because I like the feeling of being able to walk into a shop and think, I could afford anything in this place. And it's not often that happens to me. And that's why I'm happy about this story in the news today. About... I think it just means the the information is you should sometimes buy the cheap thing rather than the expensive thing. Posh chocolates in a pricey advent calendar from the Queen's favourite grocers Fortnum and Mason were found to be inedible, according to a consumer taste test. Oof, bad news. Uh, all five judges from Watchdog Witch spat out the treats from the upmarket store's £22 Piccadilly calendar. 22 quid? Struth. Uh, designed to look like a Christmas version of the shop, despite being described on the website as a daily decadence for the most discerning of chocolate lovers, uh, which said it was the worst calendar that they tested. Well, I'm, off to, I'm all for buying the cheap stuff. For example, my other half um, got her a Fitbit thing for her birthday. Like a fancy, fancy pants one. And then I liked it so much that I wanted one, but I can't be dropping that kind of money on stuff that I'd wear because I'd never wear it out the house. I don't like the idea of my watch being worth five times my entire outfit. So I went down, maybe it's a B&M bargains, you know, and bought something that I've titled it something that rhymes with Fitbit. Um, I can't say it on radio, but it's absolutely, it's the cheapest thing in the world, but it absolutely does it. I think cheap chocolate's better than fancy chocolate as well. And in terms of advent calendars, you gotta go cheap. We were sat filming yesterday when, uh, in L Street doing uh, Late Night Mash, and Ellie Taylor leant over, because we've got a lot of sitting around doing nothing on the news desk, and she said, uh, I've just seen the worst advent calendar. So I leant over and had a look. And she'd found an advert for an advent calendar where every one of the, tw- the 24 days behind the door was an exercise that you could do to keep fit. If you buy me that, I can't tell you on radio where I'd shove it, but I can tell you how far, and I can tell you if you could reach it again, you wouldn't need to do any of the yoga exercises, you'd be that flexible. Yeah, I've got a story for you, Steve. Have you got a YouTube in your in your machine there? Yeah. Yeah, if you look on YouTube, there's loads of naked, well, not two first naked ladies advertising their services. <laughs> and the sexy, I don't know what's going on. It's got older women, 50 plus, so they've got any clothes on. It's all on the YouTube channel. If you press the button... There are naked women it, on yeah, the internet? Yeah, no, it's YouTube. It's got a jasmine lingerie. It's got three girls with clothes on. You just you just scroll down. It's got it's got here, um, maid duties, a woman here with a feather duster without any clothes on. Oh, a bit of cleaning. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this place does look oh, a mess. Oh, I'm glad you... Have, have a good budget. Right. Oh, I tell you what, that Kim and Aggie have changed since they're on Channel 4. 
Apparently, for £22, you can get an expensive chocolate one, and all of the chocolates are inedible. Which, if you're trying to lose weight, might not be a bad shout, so maybe I should get one of those. But then I did say, have you heard of any weird advent calendars? Well, Martin sent me an email with a link to some very strange advent calendars, all of which I think I'm fine, thanks. Um, like this one, a popcorn advent calendar. Whoa, popcorn, oh my days. So festive and nutritious and filling. Ah. What are you going to do with an advent calendar? A little bit of popcorn behind each door. You're going to show me a short film each day. Jog on, mate. Um, also on the email, there's one... <laughs> a Love Honey advent calendar. I don't even like honey that much. So I think I'll just not click on that because... Is that one of those things that you use to spoon honey? No. Um, there's a there's a 007 one. You know, recently I've rewatched a lot of uh, Bond films just to try and get ready for it. And behind each door, there is a 007-themed thing. For example, there's a little measure for uh, making yourself a vodka martini. There's uh, no stirrer. That makes sense, I suppose. Then there's a handkerchief, there's a passport cover, and some socks. Ah, the well-known... It's so many Bond films, especially during the Roger Moore era. It was all about the socks, wasn't it? Pay attention, 007. We have these new socks. They're not just any ordinary socks. No, no. No, they're thermal. That didn't happen ever. Uh, there's also... Where's the other one gone? Uh, a retro radio advent calendar behind every door. Basically, you get to make your own FM radio. And it describes it as like a throwback experience. You want a throwback on radio? Just listen to this rubbish that I do. Um, and then there was one more in the list of weird ones that I thought, actually, you could jog on. Where's it gone? Going through... Oh, the, yeah, there was... A, here it is. A detox advent calendar. Every day there's a different sachet of something you can have to go on a detox. Well, Merry Beep Christmas. But then we've been talking about various advent calendars, the strangest ones you've ever had. Julie gets in touch and says the strangest advent calendar we had, uh, they did one for the dog. People who buy gifts for the dog is bad enough, but an advent calendar for a dog? Why? The dog don't know it's Christmas, is it? The dog's not sitting there going, great, another year and nothing's done for me. But also, dogs aren't great at willpower, and if there's one thing I struggle with with an advent calendar is not boshing out every single door of it straight away, the dog's not going to be thinking, well, I've got to take my time, otherwise what am I going to have on Christmas Eve? Nothing. You've got to look forward to it. So anyway, we're talking advent calendars. Advent calendars, remember that, we're talking advent calendars. Let's take it to the phones. Hello. Yes, yeah, Steve from Upney. Are you on about diaries? Advent calendars. Yeah, there's a good special offer going from one of the major supermarkets. I've had two of them delivered. They're doing diaries from 2021 to August 2022 for 50p. Desk diaries. Right, are they... 50p. Do they ha I suppose, in a sense, because any diary does include the 24 days of Christmas, then it yes, is, yes. it's effectively an advent calendar. They're A4 and A5, and they are... Hold on. They're not, you, you, you know... They're, they're some, you, they're, were you walking they're, across the room, then? Is that footsteps? No, it's actually two diaries. Well, how was second. it? Yeah. Solid as a rock, they are. So if you jump them on the floor... You know, they don't disintegrate. Yeah, I often drop my diaries. That is a, that is yeah. a big worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's for 50p. And also, I've got 
some of these little chocolate bars, and they're selling them for about 35p. So actually, and, uh, if you buy your own chocolate bar and a diary, next thing you know, you could put those together. You can make your own advent calendar. Yeah. You just yeah. have to cram them in the pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would be an advent calendar call after all. You know, I like to keep you across all of the important information that's in the news. That's pretty much what I do, actually. And so not many people get in touch and say thanks. And I'll, that's all right. However, this is in the papers today. Bath in Somerset has emerged as the country's hotspot for adultery. My uh, my missus is from Bath, so that's either it's bad news or good news. I don't know really. But Bath in Somerset has emerged as the yeah the place where a lot of that's going on. And there are other places, like Bolton is the most faithful place, fewer than 1% of people being adulterers, so you're wasting your time having a weekend trip there, aren't you? This is according to dating website, that should be in quote marks, dating, uh, Illicit Encounters, found that 6.89% of Bath's population were right wrongins. That's not how they've put it there, but it's true, isn't it? Where's the actual full list? Here's what's upsetting me about the full list. We're not on there. Um, Bath... Then Chester, Brighton, Nottingham, Lichfield, Newcastle, Portsmouth, Derby, Worcester, Carlisle. It's, interestingly, that's the that's the same place as I'm going on tour with my stand-up show. I mean, not at the moment, but can we get that sorted? Can we fix that? They're shaking their heads. Okay. Um, and my theory is, if you look at the top two, Bath and Chester, I think I know why people are that longins there. Bath makes you think of taking a bath all the nudity next thing you know you're in the mood for being right wrong chester first part that reminds you of chests so i think it's all to do with a place name if it's a little bit um suggestive then i reckon the people living in that suggestive place name area will be right wrong so around here you gotta you gotta watch out i mean let's have a look where could you go to be fair north stifford i'd put good money on that um Hornchurch? Well, I suppose half of that ruins the other half, doesn't it? First bit sets you off in the right direction. Second bit reminds you to be faithful. Uh, Swallows Cross? Furious, I suppose. Um, I I looked on on a map. Pilgrim's Hatch. I don't really know why that's rude, but it seems like it is. Um, There's also two tail. Basically, what I'm going to say is if you think of anywhere that's a bit suggestive, you can get in touch. We're looking for the areas around here where we're thinking, according to my new theory, they're likely to be some wrongings. And Martin just... He, he's opened my eyes. I was saying, you know, where, where around here sounds a bit suggestive. And he said, uh, he sent Upminster. And do you know what? Never dawned on me before, but I see what you... Yeah. Kenny says, Afternoon, Steve. I've just tuned in due to my Bluetooth speaker breaking. Oh, Bluetooth. And caught the end of you mentioning somewhere suggestive. I don't know anywhere suggestive, but I know someone who's very suggestive. And his name is Steve Allen. Oh, him again. Yeah, I don't listen to his work. The emails on air at time1075.net. Andrew, thank you for that one. Uh, the subject title is too suggestive. I think you're right. I think we're getting away with a lot on this one. I don't think I get away with that one. Although, on that subject... Um, Smudger reminds us of the place... Remember where they had lots of flooding in the Lake District? In Cumbria, which itself is... Well, anyway. Um, yep, I probably didn't say that now either. Jane in Collier Row says, Hi, Steve. There's a place called Wetwang. That's all right, in Yorkshire. And uh, this is a funny one. There's a village called Lower Swell in Gloucestershire. Yep. Uh, which is situated on the River Dickler. 
Well, that's um, it's like your leg bone being connected to your thigh bone. That is, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. emails to on air at. Oh, no, actually, maybe we shouldn't, because <laughs> just looking at the messages we've got coming through at the moment, it it doesn't look like you're a fan of my work. I'm getting some. Uh, half of these are going to be filtered out by the spam filter, but you can try. Well, various topics still on the board. Steve from Upney mentioned Orsic Cock. I won't tell you what that one's about. And uh, in the papers today, a kidney from a genetically altered pig has been successfully attached to a human for the first time. Good news. And like surgically attached, not just as part of a steak bake. Uh, maybe both. The lead surgeon said that this renewable source of organs, well, renewable for us, <laughs> a bit life or death for the pig, but all right, uh, could now potentially provide uh, patients with these organs that they need. Scientists at NYU, oh, it doesn't matter where it is, is it? Have removed a molecule from the pig's genes known to trigger almost immediate human rejection. And the family of the patient who, uh, so the good news is, right, they've managed to transplant this, this kidney. What would it be like, though, if that were you? If you knew that you had a kidney from a pig inside you? you got to go vegan, ain't you? You've surely to goodness. Otherwise, you'd feel just that little bit cannibal. You'd be like, oh, no, I shouldn't really. I love, still love the smell of bacon, but then everyone loves their own brand. Maybe it's that kind of thing. I knew if I started talking about something as impressive as that, science managing to find a way of getting the ability to transplant organs from animals into humans, I'd end up doing a Trump joke. Of course I'd be, of course I would, it's me. That's the podcast finished. Congratulations, you've done another one. Find me on social media, at Mr. Stephen Allen. And I don't know what the other Stephen Allen's, uh, or the other Steve Allen's tweet thing is, but make sure you know the difference between the two of us hopefully i do get really upset when people think we're the same because i'm not 67 or whatever he is and i'm not looking great for my age but struth and anyway you can track me down on social media at mr stephen allen get yourself subscribed for more of these podcasts wherever you found this one you can subscribe and get more and until next time bye